normally hypergrowth companies recognizing 70% must have a relatively small, um, a, a small bottom line as it starts with. And, and that's why they see the high level of growth and turnover. Startup and, and, and relatively new established businesses tend not to have any structure, no formalities, no process, no infrastructure, no systems. They tend to land on a, a great idea, a great business proposition, normally within new markets. And then they've got a huge opportunity and a, a really innovative go-to-market strategy. And then the challenge you've got when you're tackling a hyper-growth business is how do you maintain that? How do you re retain that 70% plus growth year on year to make sure that you become an established business? And how do you then scale it accordingly? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. Today, we are going to have a fantastic conversation uh, around all things hyper growth companies and especially what it means for HR. One of the things that I think most of us are observing in, in the new landscape of businesses and work is many companies growing really fast, trying and understanding that HR is a critical piece of their success and trying to set up an HR function that truly works for the stage in which those companies are now, but also looking forward into future success as well. And part of this conversation also uh, is that a lot of HR leaders leading those hyper growth organizations, very often they are beginning their journey as HR leaders. So also they need the tools, the insights to help them succeed in that role. So we're going to have this conversation about hyper-growth companies setting up a nature function in an hyper-growth organization with somebody who has been working all around the world, leading HR for a very long time, and very knowledgeable about all things hyper-growth organizations, particularly in the context of HR. And from the UK, Richard, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Thank you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, all well from uh, the, the sunny UK. <laughs> sunny today. <laughs> sunny. The first day it's sunny in the UK pretty much all year. So bright, cheery and fantastic to be talking about such a great topic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for being with me here. And I, I am excited about this conversation because, you know, there's so there are so many HR leaders beginning their journey in uh, in hyper growth organizations. And you know, one thing that I'm always thinking about is what, what can we do to provide them with the tools and the insights they need to have a successful career uh, in, in that kind of a stage um, uh, sort of companies, right? So let me ask you this. Uh, what is different? Let's, let's begin here. What is different between a hyper growth organization and a more established organization in the context of HR? What can you say are perhaps the most critical differences between these two groups of companies, if you will. So I think the, the first thing is how do you how do you define a hypergrowth company? Everyone, there is no real matrix around yeah. this, but I, I define hypergrowth based on anything that is growing seventy percent revenue year on year growth um, based on the PNL. The business that's turning over that scale of growth is one that you would assume would be hypergrowth. Um, Normally, hypergrowth companies recognizing 70% must have a relatively small, um, a, a small bottom line as it starts with. And, and that's why they see the high level of growth and turnover. Startup and, and, and relatively new established businesses tend not to have any structure, no formalities, no process, no infrastructure, no systems. They tend to land on a, a great idea, a great business proposition, normally within new markets. 
and then they've got a huge opportunity and a, a really innovative go-to-market strategy. And then the challenge you've got when you're tackling a hyper-growth business is how do you maintain that? How do you re retain that 70% plus growth year on year to make sure that you become an established business? And how do you then scale it accordingly? Well, that, that is fantastic. And I, and, I, and I love that you said that very often these kinds of organizations don't have much of a, of an established structure uh you know their their allure to uh, hr professionals is the great idea the powerful value proposition um now if you if you are an hr leader who is going to be leading hr in this kind of organizations what what opportunities and what challenges do you think you're going to be facing as you start to set up your hr function in those kinds of companies I think the first the first challenge for me going into a, a hyper growth business is properly understanding what the just cause, what's the purpose of the business, what is the purpose, what's the identity, and then making sure that you've got the ability to translate that into a message that means something that's purposeful, that when you're then starting to try and attract talent, retain talent, grow talent, the bottom line can often be quite challenging. It's quite hard initially to take a business and make quite drastic investment into infrastructure around people. Sometimes there's an element of re re resistance there. But what you've got to try and do is turn a, an innovative route to market into a just cause that people can buy into and then embedding that within your process, your infrastructure, your people proposition, your EVP essentially. Yeah. And I think that's probably, it's double-edged. That, that's the most um, challenging uh, proposition for someone being within a role that, that is hyper growth but I also think get it right it's the most um, it, it's the most exciting thing at the same yeah. time because you get that right you're you've got the ability to take your employee population on one of the most amazing journeys um, you know recognizing that from my experience being able to take um, a, a business that was you know when, when I joined them there were they were hyper growth. They were tracking at 70 to 100% year on year growth for 15 years. They wow. retained that hyper growth. They took their revenue line from when I joined them. They were, they were turning over 450 million uh, GDP per year. When I left them, uh, they were turning over 2.5 billion. Wow. They'd expanded their people pop population from being a UK centric business with circa 1,000 staff to being global and employing more than 15,000. Now, how do you go from um, taking a business with a thousand staff to 15,000 and retain that, that proposition? The hardest thing you can do is evolve a business, but protect its DNA. Yeah. It became successful. The property proposition was successful because the DNA was so important. It's so ingrained, but trying to then replicate that just cause that DNA across 15,000 people, but also replicating that across every territory in the world is the hardest thing to do get it right huge success get it wrong huge risk yeah. and i think leaders today are becoming more accustomed with people practicing the importance of this which makes our lives a little easier but it also makes the expectations much much harder yeah i i love this idea of protecting the dna that is sort of the origin of the story of that company because that dna generally especially new organizations that are growing really fast is a lot of innovation, flexibility, the ability to just, uh, you know, we were talking about this offline, wing it, you know, when things are happening, you just, you just have to figure it out on the, on the, on the journey. And, um, 
you know, keeping that DNA as you grow and, and you become more, more of an established organization, that's so hard to do. Is there anything that you can tell HR leaders who are sitting right now in that very position, who are at the, at the inflection point of, hey, I help this organization grow and it feels that now we're becoming more of an established organization. How do I prevent us from losing that DNA that created us in the first place? What would you tell those kind of HR leaders that are in that uh, fork in life right now, if you will? <laughs> so let me break it. Let me break it into two um, because I think you raised such a great point. Um, the advice I would I would always give to leaders that are going on this journey is re- recognize it's a journey. I think that's so important. This isn't a destination. You you've not got a one a one way train ticket here. It is a, it is a journey that you are on. And it's a journey where you have the ability to influence everyone around you. And that's hugely exciting. And what you need to focus more upon is not how do you get to the journey the quickest? How do I get to 15,000 people? How do I scale the business to 2.5 billion turnover? What I really think you need to focus on is continuous improvement. So you as an individual, but also continuous improvement for the business. Most HR professionals will go into a business and they will ask for the world. Employees ask for the world. I want a pay rise. I want better policies. I want better benefits. And in reality, if you are focused on continuous improvement, you will always get better. Beating yesterday is my biggest goal. Now, on the second point, how do you go about protecting the DNA in the business? The most important thing is understanding it. If you understand it, you can you can nurture it. And when you nurture it, you integrate it into the core principle of what that business does. So the, the way I do this, I, um, I, I tend to approach this as a, a way. So when I go into a business, I, I do workshops and I will take a data centric approach to understanding the culture and the DNA in the business and build a framework around it that people buy into. It's not as a HR leader, something that I would set. It's something that we as a collective will set. So normally the first exercise for me is I get the people team around a, ta- around a table. We whiteboard the exercise, right? build out our people culture proposition. What is it? What's our strap line? What's our purpose? How do we interlink this with the just cause of the business? Once you've got that, build your data points around it, right? What are our people saying? What are our people KPI metrics saying? Right, we've got two sets now. What's our leadership saying? Do leadership exercises. Don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions. And then when you start to get conflict, ask about the risk points within your organization. Ask where you've got watch points, where people perceive something, but it doesn't correlate effectively with your leadership. Having them discussions will allow you to build a framework that will then allow you to pin your hat onto. Yeah. Once you've got that, that gives you the ability to integrate and challenge. So if you're sat there listening to discussions that doesn't necessarily align, point back to the framework. This is yeah. who we are. This is what we stand for. Is that discussion or is that decision aligned with our principles as a business? If not, it goes against our pure purpose, our intention, in our journey so i think that breaking down the answer is a would be understanding yeah. your proposition understanding your culture b is staying true to it yeah. that is the hardest thing irrespective of how difficult that decision may be you as a leader need to hold everyone to account they should be holding each other to account but at the end of the day the ball slots with you you're a hr leader going into the ceo's office and saying we've done this does it feel right this is our culture this is our framework holding everyone to account and making sure people reflect upon that is is probably the most difficult thing to do. 
Yeah, I think it's um I think it's honestly I think it's a fascinating journey. You you said before that is it's a really exciting to be able to to do this and to be able to you know not only understand the business but nurture the uh, the success of that business and and the 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 realization of the purpose of that business while keeping you know this DNA as intact as possible as you continue to grow and and whatnot. So uh, this is fascinating, Richard. Let me ask you something as we're getting closer to uh, the end of our conversation. Uh, we see HR leaders perhaps migrating across companies, right? And and there are some skills and capabilities perhaps that are unique to hyper-growth organizations that maybe HR leaders who are great at leading HR in more established companies may not necessarily feel comfortable with, right? I mean, this... Uh, uh, you know, not being able to see, you know, what the future looks like, not being able to have processes that can be very, uh, you know, overwhelming for a lot of people. So my last question to you is two or three, maybe skills that you think would make for great HR leaders in hyper growth companies, whether they have them today or they need to learn them as they get into these kinds of companies, what, what, what would they be? The, the, the first one you would start with is passion and drive. That, that, that will be the first. You, you need to go into a business and make sure that you align with the purpose of that business. Because if you do, your integrity comes second to none. You go into that business, you know what they're doing, you know what their journey is. Half your job's already done. It's more about translating that message into something that people believe in. Yeah. Um, number two would be um, the, the ability to hold to account and operate with integrity. Because again, you as a leader will be holding a business that is less evolved with no frameworks and your employee population will look up to you more than any other business because you can't point always to policy. You can't always point to process. They need to trust that you are there to do what is right and they will want to believe in you and yeah. your success will be dictated to by that. So that's, that would be integrity, passion. And number three is one that's very close to, to, to my heart. One that I champion a lot is empathy. Mm. And empathy is so important. And the reason I think it's more important in a hyper growth environment is because you tend to be closer to the coalface, to the employee population, and you engage with them a lot more. You yeah. tend to have smaller populations and you also have more key players. If I think about a football team and don't want to start bias around picking particular teams, especially as an avid Barnsley fan, if you have a Cristiano Ronaldo or, or a Messi on the pitch, Within a hyper-growth business, you tend to have a team of them, yeah. keeping them in, integrated and looking at the world from their perspective without hampering their performance. Their journey is so important as a HR leader. So yeah. that would be empathy, integrity, um, and, 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 and the ability to, to hold to account would be the ones that I would probably pick. Yeah, well, this is fantastic. I, I especially want to uh, overemphasize the idea of integrity uh, just because, you know, it, it can be tempting to, um, you know, to operate in a way that seems to lead you in a road of towards growth, but it's it's not aligned with the culture, the purpose, the DNA of the business. Uh, so I think this is fascinating. Richard, thank you so much for sharing all of these amazing insights and ideas with me, with the community. I am sure that a lot of people that are in that journey right now, leading HR in hyper growth organizations or so trying to get into that world, we truly appreciate all of these amazing ideas. So thank you so much for being with me today.
absolute pleasure and everyone out there good luck um i'm sure you will smash it uh believe in yourself and and, and you will deliver the results absolute pleasure thank you thank you thank you so much and thank you everybody stay tuned for the uh, next episode of the hacking hr podcast i will see you all soon thank you everybody for watching or listening to this podcast i hope you enjoyed the show please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.